Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Behind the scenes, behind the glass, there's no sports. It's Matt and Matt, two producers who happen to be homies, just chowing on the junkies, yeah. It's pit season, what a time to be alive. Pit season, couple of regular guys. It's pit season, go have yourself a laugh. It's pit season, ha 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 Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode 27 of Bit Season. I'm Drab T-Shirt. I'm Matt Valdez. It is Thursday, March 24th, and we are wrapping up another week on the Junkies. Yeah, uh, happy for you, Biddies, uh, tuning in 27 straight weeks. And you know what I've noticed, too? I've had a lot of messages from Biddies uh, telling me that, and you know what? They're like, they're behind, but they love the evergreen content. We try to keep it as evergreen as possible because everybody's got different listening patterns, different and listening we, uh, schedules. It's a wrap-up show. It's not your probably your first priority. Even though, if you do listen to it early on Thursday or Friday, it gets we, a, it gets a size when we look at the numbers. Yeah. Hey, speaking of of download numbers, I think soon in the next week or two we are going to be on our own podcast feed and no longer on the Junkies feed. Uh, so you can s- just click on Bit Season once you get to the fan. Yeah, I'm website. glad you made that announcement because we are breaking free of the Junkies brand. I guess you could say the the podcasting brand, and we will have our own separate feed. And it's very important that everyone subscribes to that feed so that we can show so we can show that our numbers are silly outside of the junks. Yeah, that was just uh, signed off on the other day. So hopefully by next week we have it ready to go. Make sure you subscribe to it. Automatically download. The numbers have been impressive enough where somebody noticed and they want to separate it. <laughs> and, and and maybe, you know, it's it good helped, for us too. Yeah, it's, build good our for, own brand. it's good for us. It builds our own brand. And also, I guess it, it shows sales that uh, this is a marketable podcast. This is a successful podcast. This isn't just a, a uh, an appendage of the junkies. And I'm very tilted by your hood that's up uh, on your sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Because it looks like you have uh, Oakley slobber all over it. Oh, I probably or it could do. be semen. It's probably it's probably <laughs> not semen, but it might be Oakley sl- slobber. <laughs> One of those. There's not a lot of them. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just very distracting. Yeah, I was very distracting. I'm trying to get comfortable here. We got a we got a nice long show in front of us here, and even though Valdez is talking about us breaking off doing our own thing. We are still a junkies wrap up oh, yeah. show, oh, a junkies yeah, yeah. focus show. No, no, no. I don't. I'm not saying that we're breaking off doing our own thing. I'm just saying that 
um, the suits, the suits out there, right? You know, management like drab. They want to see uh, what the numbers can do uh, when it's not in the junkies' feed. Yep. So uh, we'll have more details on that. Yeah, just soon. keep your eyes peeled. We'll we'll make an announcement. We'll tweet something. We'll make sure to tweet out the links and so forth, so on and so forth. And, and interesting, spreading the word too. Yeah, an interesting week so far on the junks. We just got rid of Pablo Francisco here a little bit ago. Always a little bit dicey whenever he comes in here. I'll be, uh, <laughs> dicey is a very good word to describe Pablo. It's it's, it's always um, interesting when when we kind of uh, not fight. That is not the right word, but like book guests on the show, comedians on the show, because some of the guys love the comedians, some of them could do without, but Jason usually is not into the comedians, but he loves Pablo Francisco. I don't know if the audience loves Pablo <laughs> Francisco. I know Jason and Cakes like him. I, he's one of the few comedians that Jason gets a kick out of. And, was, I'm, not really it, sure, and I'm not really sure why Jason, out of all the comedians that we have in studio, look, in terms of tears... I think Pablo's a very accomplished comedian. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily call him like the upper echelon of comics, especially some that we've had in studio. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird that Jason has attached himself to Pablo like that. Like he, he always looks forward to him coming in. Well, the, I'm, I'll break it down a little bit in my perspective of, of I, I of, have of, a, I have a theory, but I don't know if it's necessarily true or not. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I definitely want to hear that. Um, if you've noticed on the junkies, we've had a lot more comedians from the DC comedy loft recently, which is um, a newer comedy uh, place here in the DC area. Yeah, that's our new that's our new pool that we're fishing from. And the reason why is because the junkies are old. And and let me explain <laughs> that. DC improv is is the number one billing place for comedy in dc it's an institution right there's uh-huh. other places like the comedy loft or the uh, arlington Dra- cinema and draft house that we like but the DC, dc improv has a reputation of 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 up and coming big names people who are on the cutting edge of comedy that, right. that are new that you're going to see like on they, tv they, shows they have like a younger crowd a, a, well not necessarily a, a younger well it is a younger crowd but more so of just they're, they're, the hotter names, okay. people. You, it, the, if you're in the comedy industry, that is like names that people are talking about, right? Okay. The DC and and I think some of their older names are being phased out, and the oh. DC comedy loft is scooping them up. Okay. So most of them are older. That is why <laughs> the guys that the junkies know are the junk com- wheelhouse. Yeah, since the junks are over fifty now, <laughs> that. They, I got. We're booking the old comedians that they know and names they recognize. A lot of his uh-huh. name recognition, like Jay Moore, is coming to DC here soon. He's performing at the DC Comedy Loft, and that makes sense if that's the, right? the crowd that they're kind of going. And JP Flame goes, "Ooh, Jay, Jay Moore. Moore's coming to yeah. town, yeah. right?" Oh, I know Jay Moore. They wouldn't know. They they, they don't. Uh, you know, Dust, uh, Dusty Slay, who I like, uh-huh. who's an up and coming comedian who's got a Netflix you know, on a Netflix special. He's at the DC Improv, but the junks don't know him. Right. So it's it's always tough to, to to sell the junkies on comedians. Usually, it's, it's got to be a name. First they of all, it needs to be a name that they know, or you got to be a hundred percent sure they're going to like them. Once like they you've do. seen you've seen some of their act, and you yeah. know that the junkies would dig their act. 
Yeah. Okay. That so, makes sense. So the the comedy loft they they probably have an older demographic of people that come in there now because they're booking a lot of. Gotcha, I think Damon gotcha. Wayans is coming to the DC Comedy Loft in like <laughs> a few weeks. Got, yeah, yeah. I get size. <laughs> I'm old too. I'm forty. We're all we're all getting up there. So those are just names that I recognize too. And I'm not deep into the comedy industry at all. Um, so I don't, a lot of the new people you know, I don't recognize you know, either. If you had a Comedy Central uh, special back right. in 2006. You're probably going to be at the DC Comedy Law, right? <laughs> if you if you're like on the Eric and Andre YouTube show, I just don't know you or whatever. Oh, that what's, guy. what's the Showtime? What's the Showtime show? Yeah, I know, they, where they have the interviews. I, I, those are for like uh, AWOD's age bracket. I'm just <laughs> I'm also getting old. I, I, I I'm projecting a little bit. Is those, that why everyone? Is that why everyone's crushing like the Jeff Foxworthy? A comedy special. Well, I saw he was trending last night. Everybody was calling him a hack. People are crushing it because he's just old, old school comedy where it's they think it's like these hacky jokes about participation trophies and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, he did. Yeah, he said, you, you know, know what, I, when I got it, when I was young, when I got a trophy, I actually had to finish first place. That no, is kind of a hack joke. Yeah, but that's I a, mean, that's a DC comedy loft kind of guy. <laughs> I think Jeff Fox. I, like, I get signs no, for Jeff. Jeff Fox is a big name. He's like a. He might be a DAR Constitution Hall kind of guy. That's a big name. Uh, yeah. That's like um, Tracy Morgan. Like Those guys are in the same category. Those guys, DC Comedy Loft, I'm not kidding you, I think it seats like 30 people. Well, you know who's co- you know who's coming to town in April very soon? Wh- who I do not. Friend of the show, Jim Norton. When, where is he performing? He is performing at... Arlington think, Draft House. No, I actually think he's, uh, I think it's a Constitution Hall. I'm almost positive because well, he's I, promoting I, it nonstop on right. his on uh, Jim and Sam. So we'll, we'll probably have uh, Norton in studio if, if the time works. A lot of these guys come in on like Friday afternoons now, and when they have a Friday night show, so it does it doesn't work out. But um, yeah, I, I I like Pablo. I get a kick out of him. He's zany. He's gonna be dumped ten times oh because he doesn't. I know. gotta be on my A game whenever whenever Pablo. He does. He has his his. Uh, he's not on uh, the pulse of of what's acceptable in radio. <laughs> yeah, in how is he not canceled? I don't know. I, the, does he predate cancellation? And also, I was thinking about this too. So, like, he does a lot of this like corporate voiceover work. Mm-hmm. Like, how have they not seen his like? sets and his uh, appearances and hurt listen to his radio hits and here's some of the dicey stuff he says and then all of a sudden boom he gets that voiceover work just uh pulled right from under him like the subaru want to be in bed with pablo francisco hey, what are you doing right now are you trying to point out the fact that that he, you t- take money out of his pocket i'm not no. What are you trying to do here? Are you Aflac all of a sudden? No, 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 Gilbert no, no, Godfrey? No, 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 no. I, it's just something that I had in my brain. That's all. I think most comedians are on the on the edge of what's acceptable. And if you're performing, then a lot of times you get a break. Now, if you're Gilbert Godfrey and you fire off a tweet, then it's then it's out there and then it sticks around and, and no, I'm tough an- to get rid of. I just want to put this, set the record straight. Valdez is anti-cancel culture. Doesn't seem like it. It was just a thought I had. And by the way, Jim Norton will be at DC, Imp- DC Improv April 14th. 15th. Well, you sound a lot like Eric Bickle talking about cancel culture these days. <laughs> That's one of the – Eric loves that phrase. He loves – he he like – well, whatever. <laughs> Speaking of Eric, we have a lot of Eric to talk about today. Always. On, yeah. on Bit Season. Um, 
you 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 replied to one of his tweets that he had. I think it was mm-hmm. on um, it was maybe it was on Friday night last or, week or yeah over okay. the weekend. Yeah. Uh-huh. And let me just read you the tweet that Eric had. All mm-hmm. right. In a few weeks, my oldest daughter is flying to Miami. That same day, D and my youngest are flying to Orlando, and I'm driving to Connecticut. Radio pays okay, but I can't be paying for three flights and three hotels in three different cities over the same weekend. Recipe for financial ruin. All right, there's a lot to unpack there. He invited <laughs> it. He definitely invited it. Um, first of all, all right, we'll save the we'll save the uh, oldest daughter flying to Miami. We'll save that for later. But but Eric, of all people, Eric Bickle, complaining about the money that he's spending when he's the main culprit of the spending, it seems very ironic, doesn't it? Well, he always says, what are you going to do, die with the money? Yeah, right? but, like but, that, that's, that's his hotline about when, it. Yeah, when did that phrase all of a sudden just take over? That thing is spreading like wildfire. Well, he, he's, he, I always get, like it when he says it to the other guys because the other guys are just cheap. Tight wads. Tight wads, and, and that drives me crazy too. Um, but you can't... You can't have it both ways, right? If you want to brag about your money, brag about your money. Be Donald Trump, right? Uh-huh. Talk about how rich you are and how successful yeah. you are. Take pictures of your gold-plated okay. toilets. Eric Bickle talks about his BMWs that he drives. He says, to be president, his famous line, to be president, I'd have to take a pay cut. Okay? Hey, what's... Uh, I love that line. It always rem- makes me laugh. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember him drunkenly talking... Uh, during the like one of the, the Christmas, Christmas shows, shows yeah. talking about how he's a millionaire. Of course, right? <laughs> of course, all four. Well, uh, JP, who knows? But he had his he had his own corrective issues that the in, in his marriage that, that I don't know. But the other three definitely, probably they'll probably get better a couple times over. <laughs> I, I that's my rough estimate. Um. And I'm only using public information that's been said on the <laughs> airway. Okay, yes. I'm not. This isn't my own. Hey, why is everyone? Why is everyone so like fascinated with the junkies' salaries and junkies' money? Because that was a because that was a huge thing that I noticed in his tweet. Like a bunch of people's comments about, and then there's a lot of guesstimating about how much mm-hmm. the junks make. And you get this all the time too. And I get it when I like I go out and you know if I'm at an appearance or something like that. You know, people always go, well, how much always do the junkies make? You know, don't you of get course. that all the time? Of course. So but why, a- why are people so fascinated with the amount of money the junks make? Well, first off, they feel like. And by the way, why, why are we never asked By the that? way, by know, the way. I'm keeping a tracker. Okay. We'll get to that. Why are we never asked how much we make? Are you offended by that? I'm a little offended. You want people to think no, that I, you're a millionaire? Uh, no, but maybe I feel, you are, Valdez. No, but I feel like if uh, if we're public with our salaries, then maybe people would be nicer to us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Not anywhere close. Yeah, Valdez and Drab, hey, non-millionaires. Yeah, yeah, I'm paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reading reading uh, Eric's tweet about uh, about that just made my savings go to zero. <laughs> well, I have I. I I I got a kick out of reading the replies, and and there were a lot of replies to to his tweet. And and when when I retweeted it, I said this tweet did not go over well at bit season because I wanted to make sure I reminded Valdez that I wanted to talk about it, and even people were jumping in my mentions. There is a fascination about how much the junkies make, 
Are they do nobody and I'm and and people are all over the place, right? About their year yearly salary and and, and it's pretty comical, right? I saw one person. I saw one person say that um, everybody who's in morning radio makes three hundred thousand dollars a year, which I just had to laugh at. The, the, there's a lot of people around here that right. you know, not at this station that wish they made that money. There's a yeah, all over radio, all over the place. But here's my thing with Eric. You brag about your money all the time, right? You talk about just spending it, spend it, spend it. Well, then you can't go all on Twitter and complain about how you're spending all your money. Right. Your mantra, your mantra can't be, what are you going to do? Die with it. And then all of a sudden go, go bonkers when you have a big weekend that you got to pay for. How much do you think that weekend is going to cost? Very expensive. It is very expensive. That's a, that's probably the thing. They're all voluntary expenditures. Okay. Do you think that's a ten thousand dollar weekend? Probably. That's that's what yeah. I ballparked it. Yeah. But what in there does he have to do? Right? Is he, he spe- he's not spending his money on chemotherapy treatment? Okay. Right. Like these are. It's not hospice for your dying dying grandmother. These are. This is a mo money mo problems type of situation. Okay. All Eric right. has a certain lifestyle that all the junkies do. And he's in reference. He's referencing here in the in this tweet about if you can't figure it out about his kids playing sports that he is either t- t- um, travel sports or college sports. Well, he's got one going to spring spring break. Right. He's got an, a daughter going to Orlando. My guess is for some sort of volleyball yeah. tournament, and then he's driving to watch uh, Stevie sit the bench. Uh, he yeah. Well, that's not fair. Don't say that. Well, I, he's out with injury. He's that's, back. Well, he's back now. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure of his. Uh, uh, playing status uh, look eric has two kids who are division one athletes and probably a third on the way very that's awesome like i if i was in his same situation i'd be fired up i'd be going to as many games as possible but eric is in is in a financial situation where his kids can play travel sports and on those travel sports you have they travel everywhere that's part of the deal first off i don't think like they have to go to every single one i don't think the parents go to every single travel weekend away my guess is and there's plenty of parents that that sit out right or their their kids don't go to every single event yeah i i couldn't i couldn't fathom it if uh, i had a kid who was traveling you know x amount of times per week to go do to go do whatever tournament Growing up, that wasn't a thing. It, but, yeah, but sports has changed a lot in the last fifteen years, right? So we always, us old timers, we always complain about that. Well, then how that's the, just, well, that then is how, what it is now, right? Well, then how the heck? Then tell me how the heck can somebody who isn't in Eric's position be able to? They don't. They that they don't. Well, then yeah, exactly. So then Eric shouldn't be complaining. Well, I about shouldn't it. say that they don't. They might. There might be other ways. Like either you're really talented. And they and they you're either sponsored or there's things that happen where you're able to be on the team, like mm-hmm. for tra- travel AAU or, I mean that's why football is such a popular sport because it, it doesn't cost a lot to play and and athletes you can be a great athlete and pick up football and be really great at it. You don't need to play it your entire life to excel in high school. Do you know what what made me mad about this tweet is? Did it really? It made you. It, no, it, I, there's a lot of things about have, this tweet that that really have, made me mad. You have more jealousy issues than I do. You like, I think you're you're a little bit jealous of that. I'm not jealous. I just thought it was funny that he's complaining about. No, it, it made me angry. It really <laughs> made me angry. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> it made me angry because if I wanted to go to a travel baseball tournament growing up, I had to bust my ass and go sell Joe Corby's pizzas door to door. 
mm-hmm. to get uh, whatever money it is for the trip. Why? That's just it's just being spoiled, being I, spoiled that you that you're able to just fly to Orlando for a volleyball tournament. I, I don't know. If, and, if, and 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 if Eric is up is upset about the the cost uh, of sending sending it down or sending uh, his daughter down there to go do mm-hmm. the tournament. Have her go door to door selling those French bread pizzas like I did. That's why. That's why it made me so angry. And maybe maybe she does. May, I, I doubt it. But maybe some of the maybe kids on the on the other team do. Look, everybody that I know, and I don't know a lot, so keep this in mind. Everybody, the kids that I know who's who play in travel sports like this are well off, or 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 do well enough where it's not a financial crisis that they're doing this thing. I talked to Sam Weiner here, number one sales guy. Yeah. His daughter is elite, and she's on travel soccer. He's going to Texas, Florida all the time. And I'm guessing everybody else on the team well off as well. It's just part of uh, of the lifestyle. I, I I don't begrudge Eric at all. Eric earned his money. Eric is very talented. He's 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 the junkies are on the air 25 years for a reason, right? Like mm-hmm. the junkies should be proud of of the money they make. But you but you can't cry poor. And when you're going out and you're eating a $75 salmon in Poughkeepsie, New York, and complaining that you don't have any money, and a dinner for one, right? <laughs> go, go. If, if, you, like, if you can't afford this. That $75 at, at Giant or right. Harris Teeter, it would make me eat for three weeks. If you're complaining about it, then, then, then you, cut, you tighten up elsewhere. And, well, Ron brought up a great point about this tweet, too. And that's what made – and it's another thing mm-hmm. that angered me. Maybe I just have anger issues. Yeah, you, you do. I think you do. I do. I, you think I have a roid raging or something? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Who was he complaining to? Like, what did he – when he sent this, fired this tweet out, what kind, what kind of response did he think he was going to Maybe get? other travel parents that, that, that are All in right, there with well, him. He that, doesn't have, well, he doesn't have uh, – uh, a dad friend that he could text it to. I'm sure he's, he's, like, but, he's looking for a pat on the back. What? Like I'm a good dad. Yeah, I'm doing so. all I this. So yeah, I think, I think he just, he wanted a, an ear to vent to and he didn't have anybody he could vent to. Mm-hmm. So he just put it out there in the Twitter verse and was just expect, was expecting, you know, uh, a smorgasbord of dads to come, Come to his rescue, right? What do you make? What do you make of all these kids? I know we don't do a lot of sports on the show. In fact, it says no sports. But I'm interested in this. What do you make of these kids playing sports year round? My, my kids are, are are year and a half years old, so someday in the next few years, I'm going to have to worry about this as well. Um, I I like playing. I like playing all the sports. It's, I feel like kids miss out on a ton. It, it's ruined. It's ruined uh, childhoods. It's ruined childhood. Yes, and I'll tell you exactly why. Right. It's because growing up, I first, I think I was one of the first people that uh, discovered this specialization. All right. Okay. And that's kind of what it is, is that you're specializing in one sport. I always felt like if you only played one sport, you were kind of nubs. Like the great athletes, the kids that went on and played in college or that were really good in high school, to me, they played all the sports and and they were just the best athletes. It's, well, it means that, like you were touched by God. Like you right. could just pick up a lacrosse stick and be good. You could just pick up a basketball and put up ten points in a game like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. You could be, you know, you could start uh, as a running back 
just because you know you're, and you were also the past. You the, the quarterback was also the number one pitcher on the baseball team. Exactly right, right. That's your when you when you think of like Letterman's varsity studs. That's yeah. what you think of right. But he and he was also six four, so he was also a power forward yeah. on the basketball yeah. team, plowing the head cheerleader. Right, but he was only on the <laughs> basketball team because not because he had great skill, but he was just a great athlete and yeah, he yeah. out muscle everybody or whatever. You know, he, exactly. he had a nub that's, shot, but he got he he scored eighteen points a game. And, <laughs> Something, yeah, yeah, something like that. But but when I got to high school, that was kind of the era of the specialization. That's when it first mm-hmm. first started. So in in high school, I played basketball, and I played basketball only in high school. Now right. the the baseball coach was very angry at me because I was a, a good little little leaguer, and they were scouting you out when you're twelve twelve years old. Oh really? You yeah. were only a one sport athlete? I was a one sport athlete. Oh wow. I played basketball my entire high school career. I played mm-hmm. in summer league. Um I played AAU ball in the spring mm-hmm. and then obviously the when the fall and winter rolled around that was that was high school basketball season. Yeah, um So and then I and then looking back on it, looking back on it, mm-hmm. I feel like I missed out on a lot of camaraderie. Because I had a lot of I had a lot of buddies that just for s's and giggles they you know wanted to play fo- they wanted to play football their senior year. There was actually a lot of pressure to join a, a sports team every season. I hated track. I remember <laughs> having to be on a track team like two different times, and it was the biggest joke ever. I hated it. I couldn't believe this was before I started playing tennis. It was in late middle school, and I couldn't believe I had I got was out there stuck playing track because you had to play three sports one every single season. Fall, winter, and spring. That's what my brother did. My brother ran cross country. Yeah. It's just it's an, it's, you know, so many nub sports in the spring. We <laughs> really are. Uh, I mean, I guess lacrosse is big here, but yeah. But I mean, you, but I, I feel but like I these kids out. now, I feel like these kids now are just once, they're all one sport athletes. I, I want, if I'm, I want somebody who plays all three sports. If I'm recruited, I just want a big silly. And then once they focus on it full time, that's when you, the development really starts. I feel like a lot of these guys that play one sport, this is my dumb GM recruiting cap on, they're tapped out. Like, you know, you are. I never, I never want to play basketball again in my life because no, 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 I, no. like they're tapped out. Um, they're gro- They don't have the growth that other people have. Because they're not, they're not the, the they're not the, the stud athlete. They're just spent a lot of time playing it, so they they got pretty good at it. Well, that's well, that's true too. Is is to be to be honest, you're probably not going to go to college and play whatever sport in college. Majority you're probably not going to have a, a career right. in that sport after after you're done college. So, what's the point of specializing if you're me? If you want to go play D two basketball somewhere in New Jersey. I mean, what kind of fun is that? One of the things that doesn't make any sense is you spend tens of thousands of dollars to get a scholarship for a few thousand dollars. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're hoping well, it's just mostly bragging. Sam Weiner brags all the time about his daughter. <laughs> He's like investing in her like a racehorse. It's a, I, I do get sites for the, those guys. Parents all say, though, about the camaraderie with the other parents is, is a lot of fun. So there's probably a lot in it for the parents as well. But, but what are you going to do when your twins all of a sudden um, they're they're in uh, they're playing well, what sport are they playing they're playing lacrosse okay all right 
and they're they're getting pretty good and they're studs and they're playing on a on a prep team okay and yep. they got to travel to denver for uh for a four-day tournament are you you know are you going to be able to financially do that yeah, every yeah. other month because they're good at lacrosse yeah you you, you you here's the thing and these parents all say you figure you figure out a way to make it happen right uh, my 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 nephew only plays lacrosse he goes to these travel tournaments all the time you just have to figure out a way to make it work you cut off you cut, you, you, you i don't know take out loans you do other things you go crazy because you, you want your kids to have the best life that's one of the things that you, you kind of you know you sleep on i know and i'm bit. talking as a non-parent about right it. i don't but, know I just we'll and I look back. I look back to my childhood, and I try to figure. Well, if if sports are like what they are now, where your team your team is basically traveling once a month for right. whatever tournament, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Also, my parents wouldn't. Here's the big change. I played AU all the time, basketball, and and I played on a really good team when I was young. I tell you, oh, first of all, before puberty, I was the number one athlete in town. <laughs> Not the number one athlete, but I was a really good athlete. Do you rem- do you remember my heyday? My heyday was fifth grade. Once everyone started putting on deodorant, <laughs> I was cooked. You you know you hit puberty before <laughs> all the other kids. No no I no, no 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 no. I never hit puberty before puberty. <laughs> before when we were all eleven years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was the running back. I was the point guard playing in the championship games. Yes, yes. Okay, I was. I I always sucked I, at baseball, but. Okay, no, I, I, I know, I know exactly what then, you're saying. And then once I, everyone's balls dropped, okay, <laughs> and they started shaving, and and I got left behind. <laughs> I feel like I never hit puberty until college. I, I was the same way when I was a little kid. Yeah, I, I was. You remember being the fastest kid in your grade? Silly, a, I, there was unbelievable nothing, mile time. There was nothing. There was no greater high in your life mm-hmm. than smoking everybody in the mile, or you know, in fourth grade. Yeah, or you know, being able to sprint past everybody. There's no better feeling in the world. You just—I was like, the king of PE. Yeah, you—you you were you, the king of PE. Yeah, there were times when, when uh, your PE teacher, when you were playing Red Rover, Red Rover, he would pick you and only you because you were the most gifted athlete to come over. And you know what I always told myself to make myself feel better when everybody else was... you would score. You would score. No. You would score five goals in a soccer game like it was nothing. <laughs> P- yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I always told myself when all the other guys had tons of muscle and were shaving and stuff, and I felt like I was getting left behind, and I was. <laughs> that when I was older, they'd all be old and wrinkly, and I'd still have my looks because I'd be I'd look young. Little did I know I was gonna go bald. <laughs> Everyone else, I went has bald hair. at twenty five. All right, now I- I'm glad that. We had to record some of the show on Friday, like we talked about in the beginning, because this gives us a great opportunity to bring Adam in here and talk about a segment that we ended the week with on the Junkies that I think we could have spent an hour on. It's right up Adam's alley. And this was a New York Post article, I think that came out Thursday night, about Short King Spring. And I think this is up Adam's alley because how tall are you, Adam? I'm five foot ten and three fourths. So Adam, yeah, I like that. I like, that's how. You know, that, you, that's you, how you know he he, he you, he's insecure about his you, height. You speak like a true king. <laughs> now Adam is not a short king, obviously, but he is on the pulse of the dating scene in Arlington, and he heard the segment on the junkies this morning 
Um, and before we get to what Adam thinks of of Arlington, um, I think the the cakes and JP, those guys, they're short kinks, right? <laughs> they're short knockers. And who's taller between JP and Cakes? I, I think JP is by just a smidge. Then why does Cakes get all of the short knocker uh, 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 shrapnel? I don't know. I mean, I, I talked about how JP lying about his pant length. Uh, ricks me, or that, <laughs> that he's wearing extra long pants just so people think he's taller than he is. But that, I've that's noticed what a true it. king does. <laughs> I've noticed this. I've noticed this recently, as I said on the junks, that short guys are the in thing, and it all has to do with Tom Holland and Zendaya because they are the the sexy hot couple right now uh-huh. that everybody and women love. Tom Holland, right? And let's let uh, JP knows every single. Movie star's height, because I think he recited every single movie star's uh, heights it, on the show today. JP was ricking me in that segment. <laughs> he was just focusing on Dan Snyder and Papa John's height. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody cares about no, that. No, I want to know what's so sexually appealing yes. about short guys. I wanted to hear the, the, the giraffes, E.B. and Lurch, talk about, pontificate about short guys. Now, one thing that was talked about in this article that is dead on, tall guys have no personalities. <laughs> There's a lot of tall people that I feel like like walk around and like think they're better than everybody, but when it comes to like an intellectual conversation, they're just a little slow. <laughs> That's why I like being average height. I think if you're anywhere well, between Five ten and six one. I was gonna say, is that average? For me, that's average. And I know if you take the, like the worldwide view on an average guy, it's probably like five, five nine. I would drop to five nine. No, yeah. no, no. But here in in this country, if you're under <laughs> if you're f- under five ten. There's you're considered stig- short. There's if you're- a stigma about you. Right, but yeah. I don't think there's a true short king in this building, like in this office. Chepe. <laughs> Chepe, yeah, Chepe that's a great is one. The, oh, is my the God, Latin you're short right. King. Hey, he's Craig, such a short Craig king. Craig Heist. No, he's not a short king. He's just short. <laughs> <laughs> he's close. Um, I, I, but look, no, no, Chepe's a great example. I know our audience doesn't know Chepe, but... That guy's got more energy, more charisma, confidence, confidence yes. than anybody I've ever met. It's, and it's because the shorter you are, the more you have to make up for it. Because because I think what's going on here is a survival of the fittest type scenario. So the taller you are, the the more physically gifted you are. So you don't develop these social skills or these uh, functional skills that, let's say, a Chepe has. That's why when you're tall, you're a dullard and you're a sports nut like Jason. Yeah, you're just – most importantly, you're not funny. And what women here in this article <laughs> said is that short guys are funny. And I've never really thought that in my life. When I think short guys, I think of just I'm trying holes. to think – I, I always think of their a-holes because they're just overcompensating because they're so short and nobody respects them. I, rem- I remember when like, um, like if you're playing sports at recess or you're, you're, you're in gym class or gym class, it's a great example. The shorter the, the kid is, the more of a tryhard he was. The runt. Yes, the runt. Yeah, I, I could see They're that. They're going to be extra physical. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Look, they take take everything super serious. I don't want any of you short kings out there who are listening to Bit Season to be mad at us. I, I'm just talking about stereotypes and what we've <laughs> kind of perceived are the, are, are, throughout our life. But I'm that's open what short to people do. Is they're they're going to listen to this and feel like we're that's directly true. That, shot. That, you no, know, that is very true. I know, but I'm not taking shot. This is your season. It is the, it is the <laughs> spring of short kings, right? This is your time to shine. Us Oh, uh, you know, not even we're average. So 
I would say average average height kings. You've been waiting for this your whole life. <laughs> this is your summer. Your your <laughs> summer to bounce back. Now, Adam, I was talking to him after the junkies today. He told me that he seen this in Clarendon that the hot girls are are, are hooking up and pairing up with the short guys. Explain this. So, like, there's a few short guys that are definitely short kings in my friend group, and we've gone out to Clarendon, and it's just something about their body that, like, girls will, you know, they'll go around the whole room and just focus in on the short guy. Now, you can't be, like, short and stumpy. No, but that's the thing. Most short guys are very— No, none of them are stumpy. They're all proportionately very very well, and if they they took off their shirt, they'd probably have a six— back their hair is all really well done it's like mm. they just treat their body i think they're probably very their, healthy their clothes probably fit incredibly yeah see that's that <laughs> i'm jealous of a lot uh, of a lot of things you guys short kings have going on but one of the things adam is right almost all of you guys are butt fit <laughs> they, you know, they, they like i they run very fast too don't right I mean, you're harkening back to your old PE days again, and you're stuck on that. I, I just, I have one, I have one buddy, uh, my old, 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 old roommate, very short, very mm-hmm. short, and he was always fit, always at the gym, eating well. And I just think about him in this time and how he would probably slay, and I think he does slay now. If you're an old listener of Big O and Dukes, you'll know this name. It's a friend of mine. He is he is the he is the epitome of a short king. His name is Leo Lanese. He is this <laughs> five six Salvadorian guy. He's got more confidence. He's bald is me, okay? So bald. He and he's got so much confidence and he lives in the Clarendon, Arlington area. And he bags chick after chick that is way out of his league, way out of most of our leagues. Yeah. And it's all because he's got this energy about him, kind of like Chepe, where he just doesn't care. He gets turned down a thousand times, and but it, it doesn't matter. He's on to the next one. Let me let me ask a question: Is is Pete Davidson a short guy? No, 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 no Pete's no, no. tall. Okay, okay, I, think I was like just... six one or something like that. Yeah, you can't really think. Of, I can't really think of celebrities, but like another thing with short kings is. When you look at them, their clothes look so perfect on them. Yeah, Every right. single time. It ricks me so much. It's like their T-shirts, even if it's a little long, it kind of looks like it's a cool It's supposed to be long. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, one of the longer workout tees. Now, <laughs> I, I think being short, and I, again, I said this isn't a personal attack, but I'm just going to say it. I think it's in my old black heart, <laughs> it's the worst attribute you can have as a guy. I... Like I, you can be bald like me. You think you, it's worse than being fat? Not, not like. I'd rather have your body than be short. Like oh, really? there's, there's you can't different. Be, you can't be massive. Yeah, yeah, you okay? can't be like uh, uh, the dude on Jackass. Oh look, I never take my shirt off at the pool. I never even go to the pool because of my terrible body. Yeah. All right, I'm just and, being and plus drive, uh, drive swam laps while me and uh, but, Wacky Jackie were hanging my, out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but when my shirt is on. I, I got a little bit of a swagger about me because I know I'm not short. I'm just average. Now, when I get see when, when I see my friends or hanging out with taller guys or I, I see a tall, good-looking guy, I immediately feel insecure. Well, I, I see. I would disagree with you because I think I think the uh, a worse attribute than being short is body odor. If you have, if, that's controllable. No, yeah, I mean, no, if not, if it, if not if it's intense body odor. Yeah, but if you're far away from a girl, she's right. not going to notice that. All right, well, here, let me throw out another one then. Let's okay. see if you can debunk it. What about overly hairy? 
I actually now think there's some so, chicks. Now there's, that. There's, yeah, there's, there's some girls who think like a gorilla type guy yeah. is very masculine. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a John Ham type chest. Believe me, I wish I had more chest hair. I <laughs> got know, blonde hair everywhere. Being hairy is up there. Yeah, I think that's butt hurting. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I personally think it's hurting, but right. I could see how a hairy summer, it, those a hairy, hairy summer, could be in 2023. Uh, okay, well, the problem is those are mostly guys of. Uh, certain nationalities or certain regions of the world where women are already attracted to that, right? <laughs> like, like Italians. Like Italians, very hairy. Middle Easterners, very hairy. But they have that perfect skin. Yes, they got other things going on <laughs> right, that, right, that, right. that make up for it. Um, yeah, Harry's Harry, stinky. That could, <laughs> um, but I'm, it, I'm just waiting for a vitiligo summer. Or vitiligo. No, that doesn't happen. There's not enough of you guys. Yeah, wait, wait, when's, when's the yeah. springtime of vit, vitiligo when's, coming? When's man boobs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When's fat gut summer right. com, coming along? We had dad bod summer. I did nothing with it. You know? Yeah. Probably you're, you're too young to have a dad bod. That's only for guys like mine. So, I, and I also, speaking of dad bods, I, I, I didn't appreciate EB on the show today taking shots at fellow radio colleagues and how they and how age. much weight they've I, they've gained i know that nobody knows who he was talking about and i barely know who he's talking about but the junkies have aged horribly <laughs> why don't they know <laughs> this eb thinks they've aged perfectly he said it today no, he no, said no, no. jp yeah. looks yeah. the exact same yeah. jp they, looks completely different yeah a million wrinkles the grayest hair in the world yeah, JP's very, very insecure about his gray hair. I know. It's it's actually, a, if you said that to him, he would feel personally attacked. And I attacked. actually think it's a good look on him. It's like the soul. No, I pepper. actually think it looks good. I think, women, I think it looks and fine. And what JP doesn't I, know is that women care not at all about gray hair. Like, they, that's for a lot of women, that's a turn on. Because it's a look. The salt and pepper look. It's not even, you could, you could be a, a, a silver fox. Those might be gay guys, but you could. I, I, know, I, 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 I remember. I, I know what you're saying. The 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 gray hair. The is gray hair means thing. absolutely nothing to women. Guys, for whatever yeah. reason, are self conscious about it. That's JP's biggest hangout. But EB saying Lurch is the only one that looks relatively the same. And even I'll say this: even Lurch has aged a little bit in the last. Few J- years. Jason's definitely aged. His uh, he he's his wrinkles around his nose definitely more pronounced. What's going on with with his hair? Is it is it all the way there? Or is he starting to bald a little bit? I haven't noticed. I that. haven't. He never he, has his hat wearing off. a hat every single day, and you know he's always getting his hair cut. I I feel like he might be holding on. That's what I, that's what I've always said about. That's why I always wear a hat, and it's the fat bastard thing for me. I wear a hat because I'm bald, and I'm bald because <laughs> I wear a hat. It makes me okay. I've been wearing this hat for twenty years now, and I think I just smothered all my hair follicles. Well, Jason, Jason definitely has some sort of hair complex going on if he's wearing a hat so much. Why mm-hmm. is he wearing a hat? Because he's not balding. Um, is he starting to gray? Do you I, think? Do you I, think Jason this is made... like a hairstyle thing? Oh, because he doesn't wear. He likes when he goes out to his all his restaurants and stuff. He's not wearing a hat. His hair is just styled. Hey, do you he's think self conscious if his hair is not combed? I have a I have a theory that he secretly colors his hair. No, I don't think so. You think so? I, there's nobody in the world who's fifty. He's sure there are fifty two. Fifty two, and it, his hair doesn't have an ounce of gray. It's the Howard Stern theory. Everyone no, thinks Howard Stern has the, a has a wig. Or no, it, no, no, no. You're, this is why you're wrong. Because guys who are blonder have blonder hair. They you don't notice it, 
and it goes grayer later. Yeah, but it's not super blonde. Uh, Isn't it more of a red? red? You're projecting right now, okay? <laughs> you need to know when you're projecting. Uh, you're attacking him. There's a lot of 50-year-old guys. Why is he attacking him? Because of his personal hair? Yeah, because I'm, gray. I'm gray. As what, do you, what do you think of Valdez's part? Like, I'm actually getting a, a up-close look at it right now, and it's not as bad as, like, I had probably thought. I felt like, pe- no, I feel like people joan on it a lot. Oh, it's no, it's it, shocking. It, I mean, it's it's, it's gray, silver. but it's like he's still got a he full looks head. Like Steve Martin. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, it's it's shocking. And you know what's even more shocking is that my my beard hair, and especially my chin hair, is gray. If I grow out a beard, my so chin why, hair why will don't be gray. You give it a try and color it once. I've thought about it a lot. I think we should get a sponsor for you to color your hair. We I, should try that. Make Valdez sexy yeah, again. Your, your chin hairs are gray. My wife's been making some cracks about my little soul patch hair. If he had a perfect gray? head of hair, would he not be the sexiest man in the office? He's got the he's got the guns, right? I don't think he. I don't think Valdez's hair is a problem. Oh, what do you mean? He just said it. I don't, no, no, no. For, that's me, that's though. Him. That's me. That's me being self conscious. I'm self conscious because everyone my little, age. Okay, but he is a little young. If he's I, I'm 50, very, I'm very young to be this gray. If you hang on for another 15 years, you'll be fine. I, yeah, like this, this hair on me when I'm 45, all of a sudden it is a chick magnet. Now, he, <laughs> I, I mentioned Steve Martin. The one good thing about going bald and having silver hair is that you got your look established. Once you hit that, and you don't really change after that. Steve Martin's right. looked the same for 40 <laughs> years. Okay? Anderson Cooper, I don't have no idea how old he is. He's looked the same forever. That's true. All right? He's These had gray hair know, since 2000. Since I, I the literally mold. have no idea how old they are. Bald guys, if you're completely bald, same thing. And plus, the, I, and plus I think the maintenance on gray hair is a lot easier than the maintenance that, uh, with balding heads. I, you could well balding head. That's why I don't shave my head yet. I should shave my head. I just don't want to. I don't no, want to shave I would my head say I would say then, then me over cakes. Because, oh yeah, yeah because sure. I mean because cakes has to make sure that he's completely shaved his head anytime he has an event or well, anytime he's out. You, there's no maintenance for your hair. Exactly. Right, unless I, unless I want to color it. And right now, Adam has me thinking about if I should color I, it. Or I'll not. Give, you, give it a shot. I no, think you would look for, really great for for a radio bit. You should. But you are way more um, accepting of your gray hair than JP. And oh, I, I, I definitely. Oh, it doesn't definitely make any sense. That. Like JP's fifteen years older than you, more than that. He J- should be. He should be okay with the gray hair. I th- I think my gray is is a lot more pronounced than JP's. Did Growing you say up, that? I want to know like what was your favorite hairstyle? Oh, what dude. would you rock oh, if you man. could like, I, redo it? I would. Uh, I had a. I, I was envious of all the kids that had bowl cuts. No, get out of here. When I was you a like the kid, spiked? When I was a little kid, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, bowl cuts were all the rage. Uh, <laughs> what year were you born? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought Valdez missed out on the bowl cuts. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that they was were, like an early 90s thing. Yeah, that, that was all the rage. And well, you were uh, born in like 1987. Drab, yeah, know, in I elementary wanted, school. When you have your hair like really forward and then it was like spiked in the front there and you kind of like, it looked like a, like like a rock tips, star. Tips. Yeah. I'm upset that I missed out on um, on the Macklemore haircut. <laughs> Short on the side, and then you like comb it. You like comb it oh, back. And um, I, I wish I could have done that. Um, I, tried I had that. spiky I, hair. I didn't have I, high school and in, in college. I had the spiky. Oh, I'd did. buy the glue. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? It's crazy. At high school. High school. I went uh, uh, full shaved. I would just take a, a one and just shave my head. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, it's like a like wrestler a look. Yeah. 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 I would be all sweaty with uh, basketball practice. I, I I used to get 
I mean, I always thought that I uh, looked like a cool black guy with like a fade when I did that. <laughs> was it? That's why I liked the hair. I well, also, when I was young, begged my parents to let me shave my head so I could look like Michael Jordan. I, um, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always well, before I, I understood. This. <laughs> I always thought I always thought that I had a uh, a perfectly round head, so that's why I always shaved it. And then uh, I used to love I used to love going to a uh, black barber shop when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get the shape up and the yeah, line up. I used to go to All in His Hands Barbershop. I've been, and, I've been, I, I like black barbershops. Um, obviously, the camaraderie is oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so many sports debates. Yeah, but here's the thing um, there's, a, there's an etiquette there, and you can't f- it up. Okay. <laughs> I, it, it's for regulars. If you have to, I, if you go to one, you have to sit there in the chair forever because everyone else has got their barber picked out. And they all know who's who, who what the line is, and everything like that. Yeah, it's you get, very intimidating. Wait, like four. And you got to get the new barber that like nobody <laughs> wants, mm-hmm. and you got to work your way up the system. I've gone through the black barbershop phase. <laughs> I'm back over at hair at hair cuttery. <laughs> it's just easier. Yeah, but you don't get the silly the silly lines and everything. I know you, you get, get a way worse haircut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I just, I love the attention and the. And you feel the... like you, I know what you're talking about. You feel like they respect you because you know that they they're the best barbers. Of course, and you want to fit like, in. Yeah, there. like I'm the I'm the guy who knows that yeah. if I want the best haircut, I go here. Right, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's kind of like when you go to like the that hole in the wall to get your food. Adam doesn't know that. It's Adam, the same thing. Yeah, Adam. Adam would be so intimidated Adam if he went to a black these fancy, shop. smancy, yeah. bearded goat places. Yeah, they like you know. Scott Parker has to own it for him to go no, in. Right. At VCU, <laughs> at VCU is filled with with black barbers everywhere, and that's where I would go. And I'd love to see I'd a black love, yeah, barber I, try to <laughs> try to tackle yeah, your ginger your, hair. Yeah, your, your <laughs> Jewish I mean, ginger hey, hair. Wait a second. What about being a ginger compared to all the other things we've talked? Oh yeah, a ginger summer. Yeah, when's, when's ginger summer? I don't mean. I think it's always in. Because no, there's, the there's always a couple girls that like that's a fetish for them. They like. Oh no, no, they no, no. get butt sized for the orange or red hair. No, that's for. <laughs> well, then why do you always say you're blonde? No, well, because he knows. He knows. He's lying. <laughs> because that is reserved for redheaded women. Those are the most. Which, des- which sometimes are the sexiest women around. That's what I'm telling you. Red. I've, I've read studies. I'm not. I'm, I'm literally not making this up. Redheaded women are the most desirable women on the planet. They always they get married the youngest because they're approached more mm. so than anybody else. I, it's because they're I don't know more rare. Um, and most what, redheaded women like are are attractive. You don't see a lot of pigs. Yeah. Let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. You know how guys are shallow and they see a, a redheaded woman, they always go, "Does the uh, the, cur- know, yeah, the, yeah. the curtain match the carpet?" Yeah. Do you think girls go up to Adam or <laughs> or, or hotter redheads and go, "Do the curtains match the carpet?" <laughs> Do you think they're as shallow as we are? No, no, they don't think about that at all. I've never been asked that. No. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you, know, you know what they hey, ask? You should put that in your profile. <laughs> yeah, the curtain, hey, curtains. Yeah, curtains do match carpet. <laughs> hey, do you, uh, you know what Adam's asked? What's that? Can you get out of the way? Yeah. Where's that short king at? Yeah. You stand in front of my short king. <laughs> short hey, you're blocking so my short king. <laughs> I, I will be honest, though. I always felt like in high school, like short guys were always cool with all the girls. And so it kind of feels like it's like coming back now. And that that's why it's all the they just girls like short guys because it they're in because they're not threatened by they're them. not threatened by <laughs> them that's another thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could physically beat them up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we're.
We're going to lose a lot of viewers yeah, and listeners here. I just know that I have this one short friend that every time he goes to Clarendon, he just points out the hottest chicks in the bar, and he could just walk up to them and get their number. And it's just you know, that easy you. for him. Yeah. Well, that's because, because he has right. the confidence. Because they, they built up this person, the survival skills. Right. They built they, this up in high school when they were getting stuffed in lockers. Right. They, yeah. They learned. They just don't. They care. learned. No. They learned how to deal with these situations because when you're a taller kid in high school, you never had these awkward conversations or you never had to weasel your way out of anything socially. But when you're a short king and you're in high school and you're getting shoved in a locker or your head's getting uh, flushed in a toilet, <laughs> getting a swirly, you got to figure your way out of these out of these problems. You got to talk your way out of it. All right. And and it's gone into into the the Arlington streets now. Okay. Who I, I got my name picked out. Who is the king of short kings? Oh, like short right short yeah, emperor. Yeah. Ooh, let me look up. I someone. think it's Kevin Hart. That's a great one. But famous, but funny. Obviously his entire shtick is about being short and just and people making fun of him for it. And he is there's no bigger and hotter name than Kevin Hart. Beautiful family. Wife that, you know, I think he cheated on his wife. It was a big scandal at one point. But he, he could have any woman he wants. Spud Webb. <laughs> oh, you guys are sleeping on the the correct answer. Who? Now, you have to take it back 30 years. Michael J. Fox. He was the king. He, he was actually. He was actually king, not a bad you know, answer. That's a great. When he, gets, he was a heartthrob. How did you know that? <laughs> I, I had to look it up. Google. I had to look it up. Small actors. But 5'4". I mean, he was the king back in the day. Every girl loved him, Marty McFly. That's that. That is true. He was, um, he was a heartthrob back in the eighties. Except for I think wasn't he like way older? Maybe not. I feel like he was like one of those guys. Maybe that you're was thinking older. of Corey, like 30, Corey Feldman. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's like he was like actually about. thirty, and everyone thought he was eighteen. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Good segment. On, uh, it could have been better segment on the junkies. I think if if JP wasn't rattling off Dan Snyder stats, <laughs> L- listing every actor in his height. All right. Well. That's a good conversation on it. Thanks for uh, spending yeah, some time Yeah, thank with you, us, Adam. Adam. Go prep for your real show. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Adam, should, all the, day. Uh, the biddies the miss you, and Adam, so do we. Should Hello. we hire Ryan Clary? Well, here's the thing with Ryan Clary. You shouldn't tell him whether or not he gets the job. You should just expect him to show up. I mean, this is freaking bit season. If he doesn't want to be a part of it, that's fine. We kind of expected that this weekend. He no <laughs> I, I, called him yesterday. I told him, I was like, well, Ryan, what the hell are you doing? You know, Linnell's going to take your job. Cody Shook wants it. I, I think Ryan's safe. <laughs> you guys want it. All right. All right thank thank you, you, Adam. All right. Um, good episode. Good episode. I'm glad that we got to, you know, again, to, to redo this because I was excited to talk about short kids. Yeah, that was a great topic. And we apologize for uh, yesterday and the, the, the whole hassle. For the, Yeah. Basically, we lost the recording for the majority of Half the show. Half the recording. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for supporting the show. And again, we are going to be on our own feed here shortly in the next week or two. Uh, we'll have all the more details for that. Yeah, and keep your eyes soon. peeled. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.